0: how do you regard your body? Are you often at odds with it, wanting it to be or look a different way than it does? Do you hold your body in the highest regard or feel prey to your conditioning around how our body should be? Today's episode underlines the truth that your body is not your enemy, but your friend. And how do you choose to treat this friend? Tune in today for wisdom on new questions we can be asking ourselves to truly transform the relationship with our body and live out the life we were meant to live, as free of self-judgment and criticism as humanly possible. Are you obsessed with the mystic? Are you looking for sisterhood? Are you ready to explore your inner magic? You've arrived, sister. Welcome home. I'm Maureen Spielman, and I started this show to highlight the intuitives, healers, and other courageous women I have met along my journey. Through amazing interviews, we go deep into the mystics and uncover the ways in which you can apply the knowledge and wisdom in your own life. We are all in this together. Sharing healing and joy in community is both my passion and my purpose. Here's today's conversation. Welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. I'm your host, Maureen Spielman. Today I am solo and I wanted to enter the world of our bodies. I've long wanted to begin to shape an episode on the body and how we learn to relate to our bodies as divine vessels in our life. The four dimensions I tend to work with from a coaching angle are the spiritual, the emotional, And our mind and our bodies. So, you've got the spiritual, the emotional, the mental, and the physical. So, with that, you know, when I think of our spiritual, it's my connection to something bigger. You know, the fact that I am a soul living here in this physical body and a connection to the divine. I have my emotions, my emotional body, which is my energy and motion within my body. That is alerting me to information all the time. And then I have my mental or my mind, or what some people would call the ego, our thoughts, our belief systems, and really our thinking. But then we have the body. And in my experience, you know, with regard to each of these areas, I can learn and grow spiritually. And I know that I am a divine child of this universe. And synchronicities and messages are coming through to support me all of the time. So that's my relationship with my spiritual life. My relationship with my emotional life is that I attend to my emotions and all the information they bring to me. I decode that information when I'm aware enough and I delve into that world of emotions coming to me and the information they hold. And then, of course, the mind. There have been many episodes on how examining our belief systems and being with our thoughts can help us decipher if those thoughts fit any longer and how changing them can possibly affect our outer lives in a really beneficial way. But then there's the body. My divine teacher, Susie Lula, reminded me recently that our bodies are the densest of all these forms. And so the mental, the spiritual, the emotional all exist in the invisible realm and the body is in its physical form. Therefore, the densest form there is. So, you know, as human beings, as souls walking this earth, we have all these dimensions to us. I love seeing myself from different angles, learning things from new perspectives. It allows me to hold myself in this experience of life in new, compassionate ways, perhaps different than I ever have before. So these are revelations. I think because our body is in physical form, this dense form, we can separate it, this, this separation we have from our bodies and from our soul and our spirit. But in a recent reading, I for the first time, I had run across this concept that our soul not only is housed within the body but it encompasses our body, and so our body is within our soul. And I really loved that as a new perspective. I'm wondering what you think of that. Today, I wanted to talk about the relationship to our body and perhaps offering new angles of gratitude for our body's intelligence and its inner and outer workings, as we join together with this intention of reshaping our thoughts and reaching for higher consciousness in our lives, I mean, that's mostly what this podcast has been about. Let's not leave out how we think and feel about our bodies and how we can recognize and honor with deep reverence all they do for us. So this is not an episode on how we honor our bodies necessarily through nourishment, Via food and movement per se. But I just wanted to join together and have a starter episode on how we honor these bodies we were, you know, born with, that we developed in the womb, we were born with, and we that have been with us our entire lives, like a friend, right? So for many women, and I'll speak for myself today, but I want to say the body in its enoughness or not enoughness takes up lifelong and extensive real estate in our minds. I, I sit here having done no formal studies or research, but being a woman and being in sacred conversation with women throughout my life, I know that our bodies and their worth are heavily tied. I should say our bodies and our worth are heavily tied to our size and our weight often. While I have several books on the body and its wisdom, I really want to speak today from the heart, from my heart and my experience and see what parts ring true to you as the listener. And, you know, I always say these episodes are always for you. I open the door for the conversation, whether it's with myself or with a guest and i want to know i'm always keenly interested in your experience in addition to my own and i really want to you know if you have it here feedback which i'll tell you where to go for that later so i'm certain we all have in caps a lot to say when it comes to our bodies i am feeling like in many ways we leave our experiences out of our conversations because i i'm not i just don't i don't know if i'm hearing i have i have all these conversations within myself but true honest conversations about that you know the pressures to look a certain way to be a certain way they're they're ubiquitous they're all around us and i think that we all have a multi-layered relationship with our physical bodies given that they've been with us through a lifetime often our insecurities and fears we keep very quiet within ourselves and that leads us to be sometimes afraid to truly be in our bodies to comfortably and lovingly embody ourselves. That's what we're doing. We're striving to embody ourselves, embody our soul, embody our essence. And so if there is fear for you, what are, what are you feeling afraid of? Is it judgment from the outside around your body, not being enough in another's eyes? Or could it simply be if you do carry extra layers around the relationship with your body that feel heavy? And I don't mean that like in a weight sense, but they feel heavy as if their baggage that you're carrying, that's not longer, any longer yours. You know, do you feel that way? I guess I mean to say, or do you feel that perhaps some of the ways you feel are simply due to your conditioning? It's an area of my life, quite frankly, that I have, you know, mostly been trying to, I'm going to say, figure out. And, you know, whenever we try to figure out something in our mind, eh, the answer is going to probably evade us for a long, long time. And so I was at odds since I was a young girl, I think. I don't remember the early years from like birth to maybe eight, but I know like all conditioning, like all our families of origin, that I was ingesting messages around me. And I think that I ingested messages that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't thin enough. When it came to sports, I wasn't fast enough. When it came to being a woman, I wasn't sexy enough and on and on. I'm wondering in the not enough column, you know, what you would uh, offer there. I'm um, In terms of my body, I'm not something enough or enough of this. I'm always curious about that. So I'll start by saying, you know, uh, I began thinking about my mother and kind of the messages that she received and that were passed down to us. And, you know, one of them was that women having babies in the 60s and 70s and maybe even 80s, my mom was mainly the 60s and the 70s, were told by their male OBGYNs that they absolutely could not gain more than 20 pounds my mom repeated this throughout my life. And, you know, if you think that we are also affected by the time we spend in our mother's womb, I was probably ingesting messages very early on that, you know, I needed to be a certain size or keep weight down just energetically, like on a cellular level. I think that's fascinating, but it really, these kind of, I was going to say with women, you know, of our mother's generation, That was also a generation where you absolutely listened to everything your doctor said, and you didn't really have the space to cultivate a mind of your own. I'm I'm sure there were some women out there. And if you know, on the flip side of it, that a woman carrying a baby only gaining 20 pounds or less is, that's a big limitation. (laughs) I can't say that was really true for me. And I would have felt very constricted if I would have had a physician telling me, you know, to stay within those guidelines. But anyway, just that kind of ingesting of these messages that come down through the generations were very significant for me. And I, I'm guessing for all of us, I grew up with a lot of women in my family, as you probably have heard me say before, and we ingested fashion magazines all the time. And it was not an age of diversity. And so You know, what we saw were models who looked eerily like one another in definitely shape and size. And so, you know, that gets embedded in the psyche. My eyes would take in those images and the ideals became ingrained in my mind Uh, and weight and how much one weighed was part of my upbringing. I think like so many of us, that scale always took front and center in the bathroom And who could walk by without weighing oneself? So I think that weight or a number on a scale became part of my worthiness equation, not realizing how could I have that my worthiness came from nothing from the outside. It came from within. And I couldn't see how false it was. So I believed it. And I think that, you know, when it comes to relying on the outer for our validation, you know, if the scale said this, then or within this range, then I was fine. But if it didn't, I was not fine. And that's a really dangerous kind of model to operate out of, you know, giving to an outer source our power. Because in fact, that power always came within me to define my worthiness from that inside out instead of the inside in. So I'm wondering for you, you know, what what jogs in your memory when I kind of share those stories of my house of origin? And how did they affect you growing up? And how do they continue to affect you? And have you been successful, I guess I'd say, in letting go of parts of those stories that are no longer yours? I think another memory that often comes to mind is my days as a young athlete. And I loved playing sports as a kid. I look back and I played soccer from a young age, third grade or so, all through out the time to high school and I continued playing and I ran on the track team and I remember one one day that felt so humiliating to me when my coach called me over and he said Sweeney I need to talk to you that was my maiden name so I eagerly came over to see what he wanted to share with me and he told me if I lost 10 pounds I'd be so much faster and it really affected me deeply because I think on on a soul level, I enjoyed engaging in sports so much that that was a blissful place for me, and that was the light side of that experience. And then the shadowy, darker side was this idea that my body within the sport was too much. I was told all the time, "Oh, your legs are so strong, or you're, you've got big muscles," and I would always flip that into, "They must be saying I'm too much. They must be." there must be something wrong with me here. And so just the, the messages we ingest and then those layers of shame about ourselves that contribute to really what for so many of us turned into a toxic brew about how we regard ourselves and our body. And so any real holding of our body as a sacred vessel or vehicle or temple, it was so far, right? And I believe that with these kind of comments that this constant conditioning of judgment of comparison, I know for myself, I became quite disconnected from my body. I never learned that, you know, my intuition was housed there and that was such a beautiful thing. There was not really a focus on like, wow, look how much your body is is doing for you. And also had no idea about the emotional realms until, you know, I'm not kidding you, the last even five years, even though I had done therapy for a long time, regarding my emotions as an operating system within me with divine intelligence was was really new for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking probably maybe for you as well as to the divinity of the messages that come through our emotions. Many authors have written about how the body is always talking to us. And how it keeps the score as Bessel van der Kolk so famously researched. And he writes about in the body keeps the score. So our body's listening to everything we say to it, to all the messages and often manifests in ailments or illnesses, you know, that can be based on the way we perceive our body. I also wanted to quote Louise Hay, who has a lot of correlations with our physical body and our health. But she famously wrote in Loving Yourself to Great Health, Thoughts and Food, The Ultimate Diet, you have the power to start listening to your body. The more you get to know your body and the better you listen to it, the more it will guide you to good health. And I'll add, your body is always inviting you to love yourself more in its physical form and otherwise. A quote from The Four Levels of Healing by Shakti Guan says, The truth is we are born with a natural awareness of our bodies needs, and feelings, but we've learned to tune the body out, either ignoring it or controlling it with our mental ideas about what's good for it. We've lost touch with our sensitivity of what is going on inside, inside of us and around us. Many of us are scarcely aware of our bodies at all, unless they are in extreme physical distress. The body has to get sick in order to get our attention. So what are your memories? Like when I share these memories of my high school days and this judgment and this projection and this misinterpretation about me that I took on what memories come to your mind and if you can hold that younger child that younger version of yourself in your mind what would she have liked to hear in place of the criticism and judgment and even anything that she misperceived what did she want to hear what was she so worthy of hearing Whether it was letting her know she was beautiful inside and out, no matter what she looked like or whatever her size was, or perhaps not comment on her body size at all. So many things. I mean, how would you rewrite that story? I'm just kind of considering what I would have wanted to hear as a younger woman. And there was just a lot of opportunity to see within me. And that, that size and that weight and what I look like on the outside had nothing to do with my worth. And not only would I have preferred to experience something different, but also I, w- I think about what would have I have said back then to my coach or a family member if I felt that I had a voice, what would I say? And I know this movement has been occurring on a national level. We see it in our magazine advertisements, on billboards, that- a new intention to embrace all sizes all skin tones all cultures all genders is occurring which is such a beautiful thing i love to see this owning of who we are with a variety of you know everything that i just named It is so beautiful to see unique, the uniqueness brilliance of each individual come forward. We were never meant to look alike like this. And I I believe that that's all happening. And at the same time, especially in my generation, I still see women really beating themselves up, maybe commenting on each other, not being enough and tying their worth to their weight, quite frankly. But it's understandable based on our conditioning and that the sheer fact is what is portrayed is still one ideal out there. You know, if I think about Hollywood female actors and they're mostly so thin and that's an ideal that sh- we need more variety out there. So, you know, let's support and, and seek and really just uplift this idea that We come in different packages and forms and we're really here to appreciate whatever that happens to be for us. So how can we do our part in flipping the script? For those of you this speaks to, I believe it's a commitment to fully and wholeheartedly accept ourselves at such a deep level. And that requires the going within the, the the inner work that I talk of moving from what we have seen on the outside for years and going within to manifest for ourselves how we would like to hold ourselves, honor ourselves, and create our own relationship with truly our body temple. It requires us to turn down on the dial the outside voices and opinions, the world of diets and not enoughness in this age of menopause. I say that in the, I added the age of menopause because. It's a really tricky time in our lives where we're moving into another stage of our lives and our bodies for some of us, most of us change significantly, you know, in many, many ways. And so how do we accept ourselves with the change? How do we gracefully age? I know that when I see someone still struggling with perception of self, who's older than me, in any of the generations or any of the decades. I know for myself that I want to transform the the residual voices of negative inner dialogue. I know that I, that is my work at the moment. That's part of why I wanted to do this episode. But anyway, I think we're striving to be healthy. And I really feel that it's the newer compassionate conversations that we are having with ourselves and with our bodies that That eventually, like if you're a person like me who kind of has in their mind like, oh, I even on the nutrition side of things, this is how I would love to eat as a way of being like with the fruits and vegetables and food from the earth and healthy grains. I can't do that or I will do that more easily when I accept myself for who I am and understand that that is nourishment and nourishing myself on a very deep physical and soul level when I'm taking in nourishment that is cleaner, that is organic, that is all those things. So that's just, that's sort of an aside, but I do think, I guess I'm seeing in real time in my own life is I love myself more as a being, as a person walking on this plane The more i love myself the more i tune into the frequency of better nutrition and nourishment it's just a way that i think we hold each other with high regard so just remember your body holds your life's wisdom it's been with you every step of the way instead of being at odds with your body it's too muchness and not enoughness can we just agree to embrace every part of ourselves with compassion and love and unconditional regard to challenge the voices that may have been with us for a lifetime and begin to usher in new ways of regarding ourselves, loving your physical form no matter what happens, whether that be injury or age or ailment. And that's an invitation for me as well. I'm wondering if we can shift from that masculine energy of needing to be something, tightly holding to something, and usher in this calling of the feminine, of softness, of, and it doesn't mean, you know, you can't be strong at the same time, but it's just that loving, compassionate voice, remembering the truth that your body is where the spiritual, mental, and emotional aspect of your being reside, and to treat it with high regard, love, respect, honor, and just abundance. You are abundance, everything about you. It's our highest calling. So as I kind of circle to the end here, I want to know if this resonated with you on any level. If it did, email me at hello at com, or sign up for my newsletter just to be in communication. That's where I communicate a lot when I send my newsletters and I'll get feedback or responses. And that's where you can tell me what you want to hear more of and just what lit you up. I love working with all realms of our being, the spiritual, the emotional, the mental, and the physical. And I don't know, this is sort of like a solo inaugural episode about our bodies and our relationship to our bodies. I think it's a beautiful area to work in and have discussions about. And lastly, if you have ever considered individual coaching I encourage you to reach out. You can do that directly, like I said, at hello at maureenspielman.com or go to my website, maureenspielman.com and fill out a form to set up a discovery call. But I've also added sort of a a brief survey to fill out in the show notes if you want to get a taste of the questions that kind of surround my coaching. You know, I say them in the podcast. I pose them to you, but you can fill that out and see if it's an avenue that, you want to go down. So fill it out if you feel called to do so. And if you can't access it for any reason, let me know. I have so much gratitude for you and the whole of your being, all of these different aspects of your being. And I believe we all deserve to cultivate this voice of compassion and self-love and say goodbye to the old ways of relating to ourselves. What if we went into these next stages of our lives, letting go of these really critical voices of the past okay namaste i will see you in the next episode it's been a pleasure to be with you thank you thanks for listening to this episode of mystical sisterhood if you love what you heard please hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening and if it's on apple or spotify i would be so grateful for a five-star rating and review and be sure to share with a friend if you're called to do so To learn more about my one-on-one coaching programs and join the Mystical Sisterhood community, visit MaureenSpielman.com or MysticalSisterhood.com.